Welcome to the 209 Journey Podcast. I'm your host, Luis Urbano. And before I introduce our special guest tonight, I want to remind everyone, if you have not yet followed the social media pages for the show, I encourage you to do so. You can find it at the 209 Journey on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. As I've mentioned in past episodes, I am going to be doing live shows on Instagram, especially anytime that there is anything going on in the 209. I'll be sure to share, especially when there's events going on. Uh, And if I'm out there, I'll be able to live stream, but it is much more ideal to do so on Instagram. So if you go ahead and give it a follow, you can find out whenever those live streams happen and even get notified as well. Also, I invite you to subscribe or follow the show wherever you're listening right now. And that way you're able to find out anytime I post a new episode. I am trying to post episodes on a weekly basis, but if anything changes, if you're subscribed, you'll be able to find out when the episode gets posted. So let's go ahead and get started with tonight's episode, episode 22 here on the 209 Journey podcast. My special guest tonight is Liz Romero. She actually helped start Romero's Cocina and she now has a food truck, which Currently, at the time being, they sell quesabirria tacos, birria grilled cheese, and birria ramen. So definitely go check them out and follow her business at Romero's Cocina on Instagram as well to check out any new menu offerings and where to find the food truck. So welcome to the 209 Journey, Liz. How are you? Thank you. I'm pretty do- doing pretty good. How about yourself? Doing good. Uh, really happy to be able to talk to you and find out more about the food truck. Uh, you know, every time I check your Instagram, I always get really hungry. So <laughs> you're doing a good job with the postings. And I'm sure everyone, you know, is probably on the same boat as me. Yes, I hope so. I take every picture once I see it and I cook it. And I'm like, before I hand it off, let me take a quick picture just so I can get the right angles, the right lighting, and then post it. Especially those slow motion videos. I mean, that that gets, I think, anyone hungry instantly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I want to get started um, by asking you more about what it was like for you growing up here in Modesto. T- tell me more about like just how it was for you. Let me see. I know there's like little, I want to say like little hoods out in the whole Modesto area. The area I was born and raised, the way everybody knows it as, is deep south side Modesto. I was born and raised on the street Imperial. That's more like the center of it, I want to say. It was pretty, let me see. It was more, growing up, it was more towards the whole gangs. I don't know if they really have much of it now, but back then it was more like red and blue and all over the place. It was just hectic, really hectic. It was fun, but even though the friends you grew up with in elementary, once you got to middle school, it was you either choose one color or the other. You can't you can't stick to both of them. That was a rule or supposedly. But I tried being friends with everybody. But it was it was fun. It was it was fun. I did get in a lot of fights. <laughs> I did. I'm gonna be real. Like this is I did get in a lot of fights. A lot of people know me as getting in fights which is bad, but we all grow up out of it. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone has stories of their, like, teenage years, and you kind of go, you know, you look back, and you're like, well, that was me, I did that, okay, all right. <laughs> I said that, <laughs> like, that was me, I did that. <laughs> and now I have kids, so I'm like, oh, 
Yeah, I I think you know it's it's not until like we we get to grow up that we're like looking at our parents and we're like, all right, I see why you were the way you were. <laughs> yes, um, definitely, especially the biggest one that I know everybody can relate to is telling their kids there's food at the house. Oh, there's food at the house because back then I would be like, I want to get McDonald's, I want to get something. There's food at the house, and I'm like, oh. and now it's like I tell my kids. I ain't getting that. There's food at the house. Now I understand my parents. Yeah, I, I think, you know, it's one of those things that I can relate to you, right? Growing up in a Mexican household, there's always food, right? And I think when we used to say those things, I mean, I remember friends being like, wait, you got good food at your house. What do you mean? Where do you want fast food when you got the good food that I don't have, right? And it, it was kind of hard to understand back then, right? Because you're like, no, I still like the cheeseburgers, I like pizza. You know, I like it more. <laughs> yes. And then the good thing, too, is that everybody would be like, why do you want to go out and get food if you got the good food at home? Because um, my dad used to work, or he kind of still does, Don Juan Foods on Crow's Landing. Oh, okay. So he's a cook. So he would make a lot of food, and his specialty was the carnitas. So carnitas all the time, which were really delicious. Nelson, uh, he has the background with them. Tell me more about them. I've been kind of wondering, like, are they closed? Are they coming back? Or what, what's their situation? So basically what you can get from them right now is I want to say masa, but like you have to call ahead and then like pick it up from the back entrance kind of thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. My dad still makes the bolillo. He's been working there since, I want to say they opened 76, and I think he's been working there since 78. Wow. Yes. Well, that, that that's uh, quite some time, and they definitely need to open that place up again then, because that that's probably one of the oldest still around Hispanic stores, right? Yes. And, like, the original, I want to say, like, original, like the OG, not the Tapatia. It's mm -hmm. Don Juan Foods. Yeah, like original, just one spot. They didn't really, they didn't get too ambitious, right? To like want to go elsewhere. They always kept it local, which is always nice when when you find spots like that. Yeah, yes. And what I loved about it is it's a Mexican store and it had like a little, not a pharmacy, but like, what is it? They would have all the Mexican pills and everything you can get there you know the deli and then the little seating area with tvs it was like all in one yeah uh, they had taqueria right or they had a spot where you could yes. eat you know yeah oh. see and then me growing up i would always go there and it's funny now that i think back at it is i would always think like i would walk in there because i knew my dad was like the cook in the back and i was like oh, i would think i was the walking in and looking at everybody and i would just walk straight through the back Straight to the back. Like, I'm like, uh, I own this right here. But I really didn't. I just went back there and was like, hi, dad, what are you doing? <laughs> I'll go back there. And everybody would like, hi. Like, my middle name is Elisa, but everybody calls me Liz. So walking in, everybody would be like, hi, Elisa. And we're like, hi. Oh, I'm just going to go back here. And then people would just like look at me like, where's she going? <laughs> but I, that's my little moments that I had. Like, I was all happy going in there and just walking in and walking out and then everybody waiting for a bolillo you know the bolillo is a three the three one oh yeah so i guess everybody would fight for those my dad makes them <laughs> he was the one he was he's the baker him and another one i forgot his name but 
I would always go back there and I'd walk out with one while everybody just looking like, yeah, I got it. And you guys all have to wait for one. So I felt pretty good about that time. Oh, that's that's really awesome. I mean, yeah, there's nothing like, you know, fresh bread out of the oven, especially bolillo. Like, ooh, that it's yeah. <laughs> I loved it because even walking in, because I think my dad's one of the oldest working there I, still to this day. He's been stuck through it like the owners from it um they acted out as a uh, my dad's parents for his wedding with my mom so like that's how close they, they are that's how close we all were to them especially my dad i'm really glad you know that they're still around you know especially with 2020 and you know that situation that hit a lot of businesses you know i'm glad that yeah. they're still sticking through and you know making sure the the name is still there and again hopefully yeah. they come back though because it, it, it would be I nice to so be able too. to go inside <laughs> i hope so too hopefully they can get all the repairs done and over with and open up yeah well i think you gave me a good backstory on your dad being a cook and i, I wonder if that's maybe related to how the business got started but tell me more about how uh, you got started with romero's cocina so romero is um our last name my dad's and it all started, I want to say it's going to be four years this year that I started it. Um, I had talked it over with my dad. And like, before we started it, I was like, hey, I actually was looking like through it. I don't know if it was Instagram yet. I think it was Instagram or Facebook. And I was just like looking like birria. And I was like, I know my dad knows how to cook really good birria and carnitas. Like, what's easier? I didn't know how to cook it. He actually taught me how to cook it. So fun fact, I did not know how to cook until I was 17. Did not because I would get cooked everything for me. My parents would cook everything, anything I wanted because I'm the baby of the family. And so I talked about it with him. And during that time, right when we started, I was working a nine to five at a uh, Fiesta Auto Insurance. And the only day I had off was Sunday. So I would announce it a little bit here and there and be like, hey, I'm going to start selling quesabiria tacos i seen it on uh, facebook i'm not sure facebook or instagram but like the quesabirias they were more popular mm. like in la during that time it wasn't as popular at all because this was before the pandemic mm. and i was like let me try selling it here so we tried it out i announced it and literally like the first three sundays maybe like one or two per people showed up so I was like, damn, I would tell my dad, can we speak Spanish? Are we doing Spanglish? I'm not sure. Yeah, we could do Spanglish too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. How like, people do the translation. And yeah. All right. So, so, I'm like, <laughs> I would be like, Papa, nadie está viniendo. Like, I'm wasting my money. Like, I would buy it all. Like, it was all also to help my dad out and everything. Be like, hey, you know, because during that time, also the Juan food had burnt down. So he was out of a job, he wasn't working. And you know how most Mexican dads are like, they don't want to just sit around and do nothing. He's like, I don't want to be doing anything. I don't want to be sitting home doing nothing. I want to do something. So this was also a part, not just a part of me to have extra income. It's for also him to be doing something to feel like, oh, I'm doing something and not sitting at home doing nothing. So then we were like, okay, well, let's start this up. We started it up. And after three times and hardly ever no shows. I was throwing a lot of food away. Not just that. I was throwing money away to me in my eyes. So I would tell my dad, Apa, like, no está funcionando. <laughs> and then I was just like, maybe we should just give up. And he told me, like, in not an angry tone, but not a happy tone. 
I don't know, it was like a weird tone. He was like, oh. how are you going to start something and just give up in the beginning? And I was like, well, I'm not making money. I'm wa- I'm losing out on a lot of money, throwing a lot of good food away. He's like, just because he told me, he's like, just because it's failing right now doesn't mean it's going to get bigger. You know, you got to keep doing it. You can't just stop. Even though I wanted to stop, I kept going for him. So I was like, ah, I don't want to disappoint my dad. So I kept going. And then little by little, it was getting the word around, especially because I did start out of my dad's driveway. Oh. So I would sell out there in the grill. It was a small little grill. I bought it at Lowe's. That was my first grill. I bought it at Lowe's. It was like 300 bucks, small little one cooked on it and little by little it started getting the word around especially with the everybody around there that I grew up with I would like let them know I would tag them I'll be like hey share it share my stuff and you could get I wouldn't be like you could get like if you share I'll give you like two free tacos just bring more friends bring more people and I was thinking like I'm gonna lose out on a little bit I've lost on a lot before. What's a little bit more to get more customers? So I did that and it grew. And actually, when the pandemic hit, it got better because everywhere else was closed and everybody was like, damn, we want to go out and eat. There was nowhere they can go eat. And I think a lot of people also told me that they felt like a rush going out to eat because supposedly we were on lockdown. So they felt like that little, like they were sneaking around <laughs> to go get food. And I also had benches outside of my dad's house, like restaurant benches where they like swivel. The, the chairs are attached to the table and they would swivel. So a lot of people would go every Sunday. What I loved about it is that more and more people were recognizing the food and recognizing my dad's food. Because besides the birria, um, we were also selling carnitas. So but the birria was more of a hit. Uh, the carnitas, they were a hit too, but not as much as the birria. Because during that time, the quesabirias weren't popular. Mm. So everybody loved it. I loved the, the all the people coming. And I loved seeing the smile on my dad's face. Because every time people would come over, sit down and order, and then just sit down and have conversations, he would go to each table, talk to them. And then the first thing that would be like, oh, I work at Don Juan Foods. I do the bread. I do the carnitas. You know, just he's a people person. And I think that's what I got from him is I make a lot of conversation with everybody. Even if I don't know you, I talk to you as if I've known you forever. That's, that's great. Yeah, that, yes. that's, that's a really good thing to do, especially for you know any business out there. And, you know, you want to support people who actually care about you. Right. As a. Mm-hmm customer too and you know who yeah want to get to know you right because it's always nice to have those like repeat customers that come back and you already know them and you kind of yeah. know some aspects of their life too right so you're asking them about that and that makes you feel good right because that's at that point you feel like you know what like they know me well they know my order which that's happened to me before where you go to a taco truck and you've gone there so many times and they know your order they already have it there before you even pay I mean, that's that, that's yeah. good when you get to that point. That's funny thing you say, because I do have a lot of like repeating customers that I've had since the beginning. Like I've already known a couple where they're like one child and now four years later, they're already on their third child. And I've been through with their pregnancies and their cravings and people getting married and everything. Time goes on, but you know, you, you remember those things, you let them know about them. And- 
they're going to keep coming back. And the word of mouth, which is yeah. like you saw, right? It's like a big thing. It's what gets more people. And you know, if you want that, then yeah, you got to do those those things, which is kind of interesting, right? Because it's the little things that really matter the most that some small businesses don't really do much of. But hopefully that, that changes. <laughs> yes, it really does. Little things like that do change. And I also see the change on people's faces when I'm like, they'll walk up, even if it's been a while that they haven't been there. Like once I see their face and recognize them, I'll be like going back in my head. Like, okay, this person told me this one time about them. So I'm going to get, try to get an update out of them. And they'll be like, oh, you still remember? I'm like, yeah. So they get really happy. Tell me more about how you moved from, you know, having the business there in the driveway to having a food truck and now being able to like go all kinds of places around the area. So after selling out of my dad's driveway, I would do a lot of pop-ups, which like after the pandemic, probably about a year after the pandemic, I want to say 2021, the beginning of it, I joined a lot of pop-ups. A lot of people were having pop-ups. They were, hey, anybody want to join the pop-ups? So I would join a lot of them and I would have more customers. And then from there, I started doing some caterings. My first catering actually was a, I want to say it was a 40th birthday. That was my first catering ever. And ever since then, what I love about that family is that they've gotten me for their son's 18th birthday and then their 20th birthday. And then also their daughter's quinceanera. So yes, if they hear this, shout out to the Zuniga family. They're the ones that have, gave me opportunities for catering like basically their whole family that's what i love about them that's awesome see those are the stories i was talking about earlier right it's like you become a part of the family now at that point (laughs) i'm happy that they gave me the opportunity and gave me the the what's it called como el apoyo el apoyo que me dieron like actually cater for them like just by tasting the food so so after you're doing all the pop-ups um the food truck comes along uh what was the story behind that how did you get to well, the, the truck right before the food truck there was this i don't know if you've seen there was um last year they had a big event it was birria wars yeah i want to say there was about 20 to 22 I'm not for sure on the number of people that sold just the birria we all competed like the judges they didn't have the names of the businesses they had just little little styrofoam cups with each of uh vendors birria in it with the consomme so their judging was based on taste and what i love about it is i didn't get first place but i was in the top three which for me i was like this is it i don't care basically like i don't care anybody says anything i won top three in birria wars the second one actually was um birria fuego i don't know where i want to say they're from turlock I'm not for sure where they're from, but they won second place. Their food is really good as well. See, that's what I like. I I support everybody. I don't care. They sell the same things as me. I support everybody. First place, I forgot their names, but I know they were from the Bay Area. Okay. But I get excited to put, I even have it on my business cards. If you ever see my business card, it says in the front, top three in Birria Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, I'm going to let it be known. I don't care. I'm going to let everybody know. <laughs> I competed with a lot of people. I don't care if I didn't win first place. I am at least top three, which I actually hope they they do it this year again so I can try to get first or second. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm going to keep uh, going. <laughs> it, it was your first two, right? So, I mean, the, even more so my, achievement, yeah. too. 
Yes, it was. And then like right after that, it was uh it was time where we were looking at food trucks and actually it was my husband the one that found it. He found it on offer up and he surprised me with it. I wanna say it was in July. In July when he showed up with it. Showed up in the driveway. I was I was more than shocked. I was happy. I was like, Yeah. Finally. Oh, that's that's so cool. Too. I mean, that was a good top three award right there. Oh. Yes. <laughs> I loved it. I still brag about it. I don't care what anybody says. I'm like, oh, my God, that was so last year. I don't care. I, were you top three? No, I was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I get the feeling, too, especially because, you know, with that, it's like you could just pick up and go to different places and yeah. you don't have to worry about, you know, setting up as much because you have it all right inside the truck. I do. You know what, though? I don't know if anybody else feels this way, but sometimes I do miss the canopy and grill because it's more of an interaction, like face to face with everybody. Mm. And then in the food truck, I love it. I love it no matter what the food truck, but I also miss kind of like the interaction of while I'm cooking. I'm like, hey, how's your kids? How's your mom? How's this person? How are you doing? What's new with life? Like as I'm making their food. I mean, I still do that in the food truck, but it's <laughs> different. Like yeah. I haven't changed. I still tell them. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's kind of tough, right? Because you're cooking and you're like, I, you can't, unless you install a window and you're like, hey, if you want to come and check it out and <laughs> see me All cooking. Right. <laughs> see, that's one, one thing about the food truck is that I didn't get to design it just because we already bought it. It was already like a used or pre used or whatever. So, the way it is, is the windows in the front and like where you take the orders and then right next to it with, with the window is not there. It's the sink. So I'm basically like, is I'm having my back towards them in a way. So it kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah. uh, there could be ways to like, maybe try and have people see you. I just kind of just thought of this idea too. It might be kind of out there, but <laughs> I was going to say you could put like a, a tablet have a camera pointing at you as you're cooking and then have another one outside. <laughs> that would be or, funny. Yeah. <laughs> that would be funny. You know what? So people could That's see you like cooking yeah. and you could still talk to people. You know, yeah. it's like you're FaceTiming people, kind of. <laughs> it is funny because sometimes even though even though they're like uh I'm making their food and I'm also trying to like hear them talk, they still they they all still talk to me. Like the windows I could just see their heads going like this, like trying to <laughs> and talking to me at the same time. So I, I still love it. Like every we all interact with each other still and I'll always ask about how they're doing, what they're doing, what new girlfriends they got, what new boyfriends they have, you know, the cheesemas all the time. It's funny because a lot of people too will be like, I'll tell them like, what's the cheesemate for today? What do you guys got going on? That's what I like to do. I don't wanna also be because I've also had other vendors that I'll I'll try to make conversations with and everything. And then sometimes I'll be like, sangrones. And I'll be like, oh, I don't want to go to their booth just because they're looking at me like they're going to tell me something mean, which is one thing that's good, I guess, about me. But a lot of vendors are like, they didn't kind of like the fuchi, like, I'm here because I just want to make money. And I'm like, damn, I'm here to make everybody's tummy full. <laughs> <laughs> see that that's one thing i say too you know like anyone who's in the business of food like you got to be more than just in it 
to make money, but also really care about what food you're selling to people, right? And and actually sell food that you would like give to your own family, right? And I, I've seen yeah. that slogan, I think, used by some businesses out there, but I think everyone should adopt that, right? So Yes. <laughs> they really do, because I'll be like, <laughs> I don't want to go there just because you're giving me a bad look. And I think they're gonna be mean. Sometimes they they just gotta swallow their pride and just be like. Even if they don't want to be nice, they just got to, like, I guess, fake it in a way. <laughs> if they want, if they're trying to make money out there, this is a tough world. A lot of people will be like, yo no quiero ir ahí, tiene cara de fuchi or something. <laughs> so every time I'm just like, hi, how are you doing? So it, It's just good business. I, I just don't understand as a business major myself, like how anyone would just be like yeah i'm not gonna like really care too much about that or that's not gonna benefit me when it's like again it, it goes a long ways it's a it's like a psychological thing right where i mean i i support all the small businesses that do that too just like you right that actually yeah. like ask you how your day was and how your food was if you're sitting at, at their taqueria or any other like small restaurant they actually come up to you and they're like you know how's the food is it good and or they take care of any little situation like you want to support those businesses more than some that you know others that might have really good food but really bad customer service like it, it really makes a big difference and even places that might not have as great food as other spots i tend to be like you know what i much rather go there because i know they're always really nice than somewhere else at least that's just me. No, that's the funny thing you say that too, because when I first started out and everything, a lot of people would be coming to uh, my dad's house. Uh, they would always say, you know, the food is really good. Even if the food was not good, we would still come back because of how you and your dad treat us. We were always welcoming. We're like, whatever. They're like, we don't care if your food was nasty. We'd still be coming for the hospitality and the good attitude. They said that they felt like they were at their Diaz house or something. So that's what we like. And that's what I like, too, about being there, especially with my dad. And then the logo, the logo, a lot of people would get confused about because it's like an actual picture of me giving my dad a kiss. Okay. I just cartoonized it. And everybody's like, is that your husband? Is that your boy? <laughs> no, it's my dad. I will always have him there with me no matter what. He's the one that taught me how to make the birria. Without him, I wouldn't be here without his cooking so i enjoy serving everybody the in my eyes and in my taste buds the best birria in town that's just me <laughs> <laughs> and i'm happy that i'm able to serve everybody and letting them all taste basically not my food it's my dad's food because he's the one that came up with the spices himself he's the one he didn't copy it or anything he like made it from scratch, passed the recipe on to me, and I'm happy. I've actually had a couple, like, new customers, too, that were, like, say, you know, this is a different taste of consomme. Because the meat, no matter what, the meat is not really the flavor. Mm -hmm. It's the consomme. That's where all the flavor is in. So I've had a lot of people also say that they've had the same taste from, like, Tijuana which I get super happy when I get those. I'll be like, what? I was like, really? You guys have tasted some, some, something similar? Like, they say that it brings them back to as if they're visiting Tijuana with Mexico. So I'm happy that they're able to say that about my dad's food. That's really awesome. Cause yeah, there's really good food in Tijuana. A, a lot, 
a lot of good. And, oh, yeah. and if that reminds them, they're going to keep coming back just because they want to get that reminder, right? Especially if they're from Tijuana too, right? It, like it yep. takes you back home to, to okay. have that. Yes, and that's what I love. Like my dad, everybody tells me too, like, are you going to change the logo? It's just you now. And I'm like, no, because no matter what, I'm going to keep it like that because my dad's the one that taught me. And a lot of people tell me too. And I was like, oh, is he going to come on the taco truck? And I was like, no, I've tried. I've asked him before, but he's like, I'm too old to be going on there, which I get. He'd rather be home <laughs> sitting on his couch with his dogs, watching soccer, watching movies. So, but everybody, everybody knows him. Everybody like, I seen your dad. I seen this. I was like, oh, okay. Like he said hi to me. But a lot of people's like a lot of my clients, they'll be like, I seen your dad, or my dad knows your dad. And it's like that's a good feeling. Be like, okay. <laughs> or, or they'll even talk about Don Juan foods, and I'll be like, man, I miss your dad's food over that Don Juan foods because he would make the carnitas. He would make the birria there too, and um, the bolillo especially. That's what he's most famous for there. El bolillo. He said that a lot of people would be fighting over that bread. And me in my head, like, ah, uh, he would bring it to us freshly made to the house. <laughs> While I, everybody I, else was fighting. I think a way you could convince your dad to join the truck is if you tell him, like, hey, how about you, like, do some bolillos for us, deliver him, and maybe you do, like, a new uh, birria, bolillo, sandwich kind of thing, right. like, like pulled pork style. Like maybe mm. that's that's something. I don't know. I don't know if it's it's probably been done, but just uh just a way maybe to get him to to still, you know, kind of bring back something from the past and all those customers you could tell them, oh actually the bolillo here, my dad made it. So it's like right. your bolillo from back then. <laughs> I know. I was like, I would always tell him, be like, I'm too old. I don't want to be there for that long. We like, okay, like I understand, it's fine. But I he does also miss where I would sell there and had a lot of people going and him interacting with everybody. So that's good. So right now you have three menu items, right? Birria ramen, yeah. quesadilla tacos, birria grilled cheese. Um, kind of walk yeah. me through like how you figured out like what menu items and how those kind of have changed like over time. Cause I saw that you've had like other ones too, right? Oh, I've had a lot. Anything <laughs> you can think of, I've already done it. A lot of people are like, why don't you try this? And I was like, I've done it. I've done it. Like I've done the pizza birria. I was out of me seeing everybody's social media. Like I know there's a lot of other birria vendors, like everything that they're doing and everybody that like sends me their stuff through DM. I'm like, I already did it. I already did it. Like, I've done the pizza birria. I've done the birria papa. I've done the hot cheeto birria, the torta, wontons, egg rolls. I want to say the, the chalupas mulitas everything and i literally just broke it down to those three because those three were the best selling like that's mostly it everybody would order so i'm like if it and out can have a three item menu and be so successful i can too and then yeah. the birria grilled cheese i actually started doing that two years ago and it was actually sent in by um antonio chavez which he has a small business as well it's a uh, black dahlia he sent me it a long time ago. I think he sent me from, I want to say it was uh, somebody in Vegas that was selling them. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a try. Tried it out. Everybody loved it. Stick to it. And then the birria ramen, not a lot of people knew about it when I brought it in. I brought it in like when I first started selling the quesadilla tacos. 
And I don't know if it's still on Google, but if you were to Google like Birria Ramen and Modesto, the first one that would pop up was my Instagram. So I was happy about that. I was really, I would always tell my dad, look, dad. I'll be like telling everybody, look, look, look it up on Google. Look at it. Tell me who you see in the first one. So I'd be happy about that. So I just brought it down to those three because those were literally the top sellers. And I'm like, why am I going to waste my whole time on making other things? I've even done the the burrito too. I don't know if I said it, but I've done it all. Literally. (laughs) I feel like with you saying you've done it all, now now it's a challenge for me to like find other birria (laughs) things and be like sending you stuff. Be like, okay, you you got one. Well, there's one. There's one that I have not that somebody just, well, actually about four people already sent it to me. And I've been searching for the that bread. It's like a bio bread, bio bread. It's like a fluffy little, I want to say it's a, I don't want to be wrong and say something wrong. I don't know if it's Asian or Korean style. It's like a, it's like a little poofy one. Okay. But it's called bio bun. And they have one in Vegas that sells those. They're literally like, this small and then they fold it in half but they okay. say that it's like super fluffy and it feels like you're eating air but that they're super delicious so if i've actually been trying to find that bread just so i can try it out and see how it goes because i always like trying out new things to see how it sells but if it's a no-go i'm just gonna stick to my three items because <laughs> those are doing pretty fine yeah it looks pretty good I, I was just like looking it up too it's from china um is where the bread comes from and uh, uh, yeah, it, it looks like it'd be worth trying out and hopefully you could find a place to to make it or I oh, guess order. You know what? I don't know exactly who's the one that sent it to me, but they sent it to me with the uh, um because that guy Keith Lee on TikTok. I don't know if you're on TikTok a lot, but he's a food reviewist in Las Vegas. And they were sending me his um stitch incoming that he goes out and buys food out there and reviews it. So that's where they all sending me to because I guess he critiques a lot of food and rates it. So everybody's like, you have to try it. He said it's good. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna try to find them, see where they sell them around me and see how it tastes here. But I haven't found them yet. Well, hopefully you you find them so we could actually see if uh, they could right? do because that would be super it. unique. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's really cool. I was just thinking earlier when you were saying that you showed up uh first and and how i mean it makes a big impact when you do right because yeah people looking for that they're going to find you right away and uh especially if no one else in the area sells birria ramen which i haven't heard of it personally maybe just here in the area but yeah that was news news to me (laughs) see and the one thing also is um i was one of the first ones to have the quesabirias here in modesto but there was another person selling out of the driveway in turlock i don't know if you've heard of them they're uh Birria el compita. Okay, no, I don't think I. They're from they're from Turlock, so it was me and them. I don't know who I haven't met them. They would sell out of their house too, just like me, and we were the only two in the area. And now they also have their food truck, which I'm actually waiting to try their food out. I haven't tried theirs actually, but I I always see and look back. I'm like, damn, we we started, you know, before the pandemic, because I I feel. Like after the pandemic is when a lot of food vendors came out, especially with the birria, because they've seen how popular it was. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, a lot of different spots came out. But I think here in town, the only spot I've gone to is uh, my taco house. They they had some as oh, well. Oh, it's and, right here on McHenry. Yeah, uh, that that's the only one that that I, I've been to. And I think that was like during the pandemic too, right? Because people were just trying to find new spots. And I think somebody yeah. told me about them, and that was the first time. And I, I think it was probably around that time, right, when like more and more started like coming to the area, right? After, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, the pandemic really encourage more food trucks to be around because at the end of the day right you were kind of competing the same way with the restaurant right since they couldn't open and they had to figure out how do we do like to go orders and you already kind of had it down as food trucks yeah so you had an advantage over them right so because they couldn't legally open even though we were kind of illegally open (laughs) (laughs) in a way like, I remember, too, when we were doing it out of my dad's driveway, um, my, my parents got a notice in the mail because um, of the parking. I guess there was neighbors there complaining because I would open nine in the morning and I legit had people in their cars waiting at eight in the morning. They would wait a whole hour just to get food. What uh-huh. I miss about that is that the fastest ever for me to ever sell out where I had to tell people hey sorry i i can't serve you guys no more it was 20 minutes after opening because of how many people there was and um i remember specifically i wonder if whoever listens to it if they remember that one day there was a lady parked across the street and my dad's house has a gate and i told the last person in the line if you want your food if you want guaranteed food you got to let that person know you know hey i'm all sold out and they're like ah, okay And I felt bad because it was a lady getting out of her van. She was opening her van and taking out like three of her kids. And I'm like, oh, no. And I was thinking like, well, it ain't going to be me that's going to tell her. (laughs) So the person, the last person in line was like, she sold out. And I felt so bad, but happy because I was like, damn. And after that, I was like, damn, I should have bought more meat that day. (laughs) (laughs) It felt really good, like from going to me having to throw away food mm. in the beginning of it all to not having enough food for everybody to come by and taste. Especially so early on, too, right? It's like, whoa, yeah. uh, that's that's quick. <laughs> yeah, I've had the uh, standards loss sheriffs go by, uh, get some food. And then uh, I've also had uh, members of the army, them try to go it out to try it. People from the city. Like, and the councils, like, they've tried it out, too. So I'm happy it's reached a lot of a lot of people. Yeah. Well, well, you, you know, when you were telling me that people were, like, parking and all that, and there was, like, a long line, people were waiting. It, it just got me thinking that you mentioned In-N-Out earlier and then the three menu offerings. I'm like, you guys are kind of like the In-N-Out <laughs> of uh, Birria at the right? time, right? <laughs> yeah. And I still remember to this day, I actually still have uh, them as clients. It was uh, one time. Damn, now that I think back, I've actually made people wait. Not that I wanted to, but people have waited for, you know, my food and it makes me feel good. They waited for my food for about over an hour just for some tacos. Uh, And I remember specifically this one family. There used to be a family of three. It was a husband, wife, and their son. And she actually just went the other day to my food truck. She's pregnant with her third. So the first time they went to me, first time ever, they just got recommended they ordered big, big menu without them even trying it before. They ordered so much. They waited about an hour and a half for their food. 
And I'm glad, I'm happy that I still have, you know, customers like that, that they've turned into like food family, knowing, knowing, like seeing their kids grow up. Like, oh my God, that's their kid. Oh my God, they're on another kid. So yeah, I feel really happy seeing a lot of clients that have turned into food family. Yeah, no, that that's, that's so cool that, you know, they're willing to wait for so long. I mean, I know I would too, if the food is really good, then you, you're going to wait and kind of going back to in and out. I mean, that's why people wait and really long lines, right? Because they really like the taste and and do that. Even though I myself, if I see the lines like really big, I'm not even going to (laughs) bother. Sometimes I do that too. I'm like, damn, if I'm by myself, yes. But if I have my kids, I'm like, do I really want them to be arguing? And mom, (laughs) mom, I want to go home, mom. Like, and then I'll be like, damn, can I just drop you guys off with your dad? (laughs) And we go by myself. (laughs) No, but there's, there's food that I've waited for. I'll be like, this is the food that it's worth waiting for. What would you say out of all the items? What's the most popular item that you've had? The grilled cheese. Oh, okay. The grilled cheese. Just the other day, I had stopped selling for mm, two weeks. And then uh, my kids were out of on a winter break. So I came back to it and I got about six loaves of bread. Because with the food business, it's either going to be a hit or miss. That's how I see it. And I explain to it to everybody. I'm like, there's good days and there's bad days. The bad days are you'll get two to five sales for that one day or to the next. You'll be nonstop busy from when you open all the way to your close or even before you close. Like I sell out. Mm-hmm. So the grilled cheese the other day, though, was crazy. I went through nine loaves of bread and for each loaf i want to say about eight sandwiches per loaf so i went through nine of them that day was crazy like good crazy because i was i love cooking like i love it when i'm busy like when it's the slow days i'm like sitting down like this i'm like when are they gonna come and i look at maybe they'll come after work maybe they'll come at this time and i love it when i'm just behind the grill cooking it makes me feel good it makes me feel like, damn, they're really going to eat the food I make. <laughs> they appreciate me more than my kids. My kids, all they want is McDonald's. <laughs> so it feels good to feel appreciated. But for now, right? But in like 20, yeah. 25 years, they're going to be like, you know what? That food was good. Can you make that food? Right. <laughs> yeah, because my daughter, she's my eldest. She's 12. In the beginning, she hated it. She's like, oh, my God, mom. Everything smells like birria. It's a nasty smell. And then she tried it and she would eat the tacos and then she brought it down to the grilled cheese. And now, right now, her favorite is the ramen. And I'm thinking it's also because of the weather. Like it warms up your body besides the consomme, because I serve the grilled cheese with the consomme and the tacos too. And well, the ramen, it's full of consomme. That's how the noodles get cooked. So she says it warms up her body, which a lot of people get their body warmed up with it as well. Oh, yeah. I would think it probably sells more right now, right? Than in the summer, probably. Or does it do good in the summer still? Or? It actually does. I actually oh. think I do a lot better in the summer. Oh. I think this was, this is my theory, is I actually think it's better during the summer because a lot of people don't want to cook in the summer in their kitchens. It's hot as heck in oh. there. So they're like, I don't want to cook. I'm sweating. Let's just go get food already that's made. And I want to say it's it's a lot better during the summer. 
Which well, the winter though, it's been good, but it's better during summertime for me. Okay, uh, I just kind of thought because I remember you know in high school they used to sell the ramen noodles right, and everyone was buying them left and right. Especially in the winter time, it was like the nonstop. Everyone had a cup, and it was like the thing to do, right? To to get your cup. <laughs> they sell the ramen in school. Yeah, I, I don't know if they changed that, but you know, in my high school days, they 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 had it, and people were were buying them, and they probably made a lot, right? I mean, they were probably selling them for a lot more than <laughs> what, what was there, right? So, yeah, to you know, take just taking advantage of the weather, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I know that you have a slogan that I've seen in, in some of the Instagram posts, and that's support your local taco dealer. How did that come about? I want to say of where I grew up at, because it's like known everybody sells our deals, <laughs> I want to say, if that's a clever word. I'm pretty sure a lot of people know what I mean by that. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, hey, I'm a dealer too, but I deal tacos. You know, that's my hustle. Everybody else hustles different ways. I'm a hustle my way through tacos. So I'm like, I'm your local dealer, but your taco dealer. <laughs> you need tacos, let me know. <laughs> no, that's I have that, it that's everything. Good. Yeah. No, no, that that's good. You know, when you have a business to have that tagline that you could like put on a bunch of things and people know you as that. I mean, uh, like I said, I've never heard that be mentioned anywhere else. And so it's cool when you find that word or those couple of words that no one else uses. Right. Because there's things that a lot of business use that you hear over and over again. And you're like, oh, I know that I know another place that also says that. And like saying maybe like, I don't know, customers first or like, yeah, are, you know, tacos are the best or like number one tacos in town. It's like, OK, like, everyone says that. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's funny when you say that because there's this, I'm not going to mention the name, but there's this one uncle that he says, Best tacos in Modesto or 209, best birria. I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah, you didn't win top three. <laughs> That's always my to go now and be like, it's okay. I don't, I won top three. I don't care. <laughs> but that's just me. Just that's just me being proud of it. <laughs> you know, I think I've seen it. Is it right? Is it like a place that is really lit up? Like they have like LED signs, or maybe yes. I'm just thinking of it. Is it that oh, okay? No, yes. It. <laughs> yes, that one. <laughs> I'm not gonna mention the name, but I've I've um I've had their birria, uh not the res, but the chivo. It's pretty good. I just don't like their customer service. Oh, well, so they can't be number one, and I'm just saying, no. <laughs> just uh, I'm, I'm they sorry, but they, they need a number. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, you know which one I'm talking about now. Yeah, it, it really stands out. Uh, uh, they really, mm-hmm. they, I, I I have to give them that right. Is that the lights, all that? I yes, mean, it probably brings people to that. And I'm just like. Yeah, I don't know how the food is, but you, at least you're catching people's eye right there as you're passing by. I mean, I could just pass by the street and driving and I'll still yeah. spot them, right? Without even really having to really focus on it. Yeah, because all you see is the LED lights. <laughs> I need to get to that on too then. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that would be that would be a good, yeah, idea to, to have. Yeah, right? I mean, like big old LED lights and have one of those, um, like the in and out how they have like the little flecha. Yeah. Have a little flex and be like, over here, I'm over here. <laughs> this is top three right here. Like, we're, we're right? not top claiming three. to be something we're not. Nowhere else. <laughs> top three right here. Yeah. No, all the places that claim to be like number one and, and all that, I'm just like, well, you got to back it up, right? You can't just say, oh, I'm number one yes. because 
you know, my relative thinks so, or because I asked my friend and they were like, I think you're number one. <laughs> you right. Have something you, else, can't, so. you have to ask a stranger that's tried it before, like that you are not familiar with, well, they're going to be like, no matter what, oh yeah, their food is number one. But then in reality, you taste it and be like, what the heck? I wasted my money on this. <laughs> that's the most disappointing thing is you waste your money on food that you think is going to be so good. And it's just like, ugh, I could have I saved my money. Yeah, it's happened to me before. Yeah, or you, oh, it's you, happened to me yeah. before, and I'm yeah. mad. I'm like, oh, I could have just gone to McDonald's, or I could have just gone this over here place. But, <laughs> yeah, especially yeah. when they claim to be authentic, and they're they're not. I don't want to call anyone out, but there's there's a there's a place in town that claims to be authentic, and they were not. And I, I saw them do some things that I'm like, that's not authentic. But, <sighs> yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, <laughs> this is where I will come clean on one thing I do not do that I already buy made, or should I say, cut, <laughs> oh. is the onions. I buy those in a bag that are already cut. I am not going to be crying cutting those onions. <laughs> if I could buy it for $4 for the five pound bag, I'm going to waste those $4 on that five pound bag. <laughs> So, and that's okay. That's just like one ingredient, right? But I think yeah, that's like when you have like there's just like one basically everything on the menu, right? No, <laughs> like the tortillas. A lot of people have told me like, why don't you make tortillas hechas a mano? That's more like I'm be like, if I knew how to make them, I would gladly make them. And that's one thing too is I'll tell everybody and anybody straight up like I ain't gonna do it because I don't know how to do it. Why am I going to make something that I don't know how to make? And then that's going to ruin like Romero's Cocina. I'm yeah. not willing to put, you know, my business on the line just because somebody is asking me or telling me that'll be better for your business. I know it will be better if I knew how to make it, but I don't. Yeah, no, that's a good thing that you do that because I mean, one little bad experience could like make or break things, right? If they're like, oh, I didn't. Like what happened? The the tortilla changed flavor or something else, right? And then before you know it, they're not coming back. So yeah, it's it's a big yeah, thing. Every little thing, every little thing. And it also comes down to like employees. It's you have to pick and choose your employees because by even having a one bad employee or like them having an attitude, it's like, I don't want to go there no more. This person treating me like that. That's why I always like want to see how they are let me see uh i have a big help actually in the truck i don't know if she legally can but she helps me here and there it's my daughter <laughs> a lot of people know her a lot and that's one thing too that i like is that she helps me a lot and in the beginning she was more of a i don't want to talk like mom what do i say can you say it and i'm like i tell her hey later on you're gonna you're gonna have to not be this shy and ever since she's been helping me she helps me like catering and like little pop-ups I still do pop-ups here and there it brought her out of her shell and I told her hey one of these days if you'd like you know maybe it's going to be you taking over the truck or hopefully in the future what I'm going to try to manifest is you know a restaurant not a big one either because that's just me. I, I don't want to take on all that responsibility. A small little cute one is, is fine with me. And I told her, you could either own the taco truck, if that's what you want to do, or the restaurant. So it's kind of like a, what I love about this, too, about starting a business is being able to provide for my kids, being able to give them 
to look forward to something, you know, that their parents have because their dad, he, he has his own business too. He has his own electrician company. So they need to, they need to step it up with school and everything. And then she tells me, well, you didn't go to college. I'll be like, oh, it's okay. You could go to college. Like you can go to college for like financial stuff. And then like she could take over the financials or business or something. But yeah. It and, good. Uh, yeah. No, it, it's interesting. You know, she, she says that too, because um, you know, yeah, I'm a college graduate and whatnot. But one thing that I always say is that, you know, you don't need college to be successful in life. And I know a lot of people that didn't go to college that are just as smart and, you know, not not to play down college because, you know, I'm a big supporter of everyone going to college if you're able to. But, you know, there's there's a lot of things that you learn that you don't learn in college, you know, just things yeah. that you learn in life. And nowadays you could kind of just, you know, like self teach yourself anything. Right. I mean, open YouTube. You can learn how to do this, do that. And really, you just go to college, like I like to say, to get like a driver's license to kind of have it <laughs> in case yeah. you get asked for it. <laughs> but that's, right? that's really the, the main thing. I mean, unless you're a doctor, lawyer, okay, those things are you know, no, a little I hope different. I to go but... to college for that because that's <laughs> something serious. They're like opening up a whole person there. Oh, no, but yeah, that, that's one thing where she'd be like, well, you guys didn't go to college. Like me and her dad, we didn't go to college, but, you know, we, we brought out the hustle in us. And pandemic hit and... I was working, like I said, at Fiesta Auto Insurance, but I didn't really want to work a nine to five. I was actually working nine to seven and I would get home, be tired. I wouldn't really see my kids. And now that I have my own business, it's like I could take the day off whenever I want. I don't have to ask nobody for permission to take the day off. If I wanted to close early, I can. If I wanted it, it's basically anytime I want to go and do it, I do it. Which most of the time I actually want to go work because it's <laughs> both. I love cooking and I love cooking what I cook. And I also like money. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so people that say I do it just because I love it out of my heart. No, I do that out of my heart. And because I love to cook what I cook and because I got bills to pay. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think I mean, even the people who say that. They're still doing it for that, right? Because you could say, like, all right, are you going to give things for free? Right. <laughs> no. Like, uh-uh. We ain't giving nothing for free. It's hard work. Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, definitely. So, yeah, people, everyone does it for the money, too. But, yeah, but it, it is yeah. good, right, when, you, when you're able to also do it because you, you like what you do, you right? Love it. Yes. If you don't I like to cook, it. then... You know, it's it's something that, you know, probably wouldn't work out like like I don't cook myself. Right. So like, I, you know, I could make the money, but it, it wouldn't probably even be there. Right. Because, again, if you don't know how to cook, then, you know, it's like it's it's something you love to do. Not not don't you have do it to for love what you do. You have to love what you do. And I, I love what I do. Yeah. And I'm happy that everybody, everybody that has tried it. I honestly have not had nothing bad being said about the food, at least not to my knowledge. Which is a good thing because I haven't heard it <laughs> from anybody, so that's good. I mean, if if I'm pretty sure there's probably somebody or anybody that has said probably like oh, it wasn't that good or something, but as long as I haven't heard it, I'm fine with it. All I've heard is good things. <laughs> you know, th there's always that one person, right? I feel you you hop on Yelp with any business, and no one really has a perfect score because you always have that one person that is like judging you off every single little tiny thing. 
And yes. I, I just think it's just people that just want to find something bad or people that just they can't give anything a perfect rating or they can't say anything is really good because to them, everything is not as good. Right. Or it could be a lot better. And, you know, for those I like if I had a business, I would just be like, you know what, ignore them. As long as everyone else or the majority of people like what you do, then you're doing something good. Right. Yeah. And then one thing, too, is prices. That's one thing I have. I haven't heard nobody tell me, but they've told me that, oh, people said your prices are too high. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, it's OK. You know, good food. I, I know what my food is worth. And I've seen other places like my tacos go for five dollars each. And a lot of people I've had a lot of people be like going to a taco truck and be like, damn, your each taco is five dollars. And I'll be like, yeah, it's tasted. It and then let me know. And I've had people where they say that. They'll order one and it comes with the consomme and then like five minutes later, can I get three more? Can I get two more? <laughs> you know, like after they taste it, they know it's worth it. And I've seen other food trucks also that um, sell them for like five. I've seen one that they sell one taco for seven. And I'd be like, oh, I thought my prices were high. You know, <laughs> if, if it's that high, you know, it must be worth it. But I, I know a lot of people think, you know, five dollars for one taco is is a lot. But if they taste it, you know, it's, it's, I would say it's worth it, especially with the consomme and all they got to do is just try it out for themselves. See if they like it or not. If they don't like it, then they don't like it. They won't come back and buy another taco. But most of the time is they come back and get it. Yeah. I mean, you got to pay good for good food and not to go back to in and out but you know, in and out versus McDonald's. Right. Right. Big difference. (laughs) Oh yeah. And it's also like, homemade freshly made and it's it's made with love you know the food especially the way my dad taught me it's it's very delicious plus i think nowadays with like inflation costs i mean i've seen it with you know a lot of other you know small businesses like you have to raise your price because everything is going up in price so it's kind of one of those things that people just need to understand and well realize right because you go to the grocery store a lot of things went up so you know, it's like oh, yeah. it's going to go up for everyone, not just the people going to the grocery stores, because you're also going there to buy your yeah. supplies for the business. So, yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people, that's what they don't see. The ones that just go and buy food and don't have like their businesses is if they think the price is high, they should go look at like, you know, the meat prices. It's like not only do I have to buy the meat, I had to buy all the ingredients for the meat, the cheese, the tortillas, the bread. The ramen, and then not just that, it's the cups, the lids, you know, for the consomme, for the ramen. It's like every little detail that they don't think, but it's a lot. I was even selling uh, when um, the meat itself was about $7 a pound. I was still, mm-hmm. I was, yes, I was still buying it and making it and selling it, even though I was hardly ever making anything. I was just basically getting everybody fed everybody having you know the food in their mouth wow yeah that's that, it went up in price i, I didn't even i mean i don't buy birria at mm-hmm. the carniceria but wow that, no yeah that that was expensive. i want to say about a, a year and a half ago now thankfully it went back down but when i first started it was about a dollar a dollar fifty a pound right now where i get it it's about three dollars a pound oh, okay wow yeah <laughs> but but that time i was like damn i'm Barely making back what I wasted, you know, but as long as 
my name was still out there, my food was still out there, is it's what mattered. Oh yeah, and you know it's it's been worth it so far. And you know yes. sometimes like I mean you're like your dad told you right from the beginning. It's like you got to struggle when you first start out. I mean I don't think any businesses starts out so good or where people are just flooding the business. Like it takes some time to get to where you want to get. And then when you reflect back, you know you were kind of like, oh, it, it was yes. all worth it. All those like struggling days, right, are now worth it. Yes, because almost four years later, you know, I finally got my dream of having the food truck you know all things that part all things to my husband if not I would still be doing little pop-ups here and there and catering but that one thing that I love about the food truck is just like you said I can go to one part to another but luckily I actually did a event um about two three months ago or two months ago at a persuasion brewery they had events and they kept inviting me over back back going over there and it was for events. And then uh, the manager asked me like, Hey, you know, we don't have any food trucks. We have a deli inside the brewery, but you know, they close like, I want to say at five o'clock or six o'clock and we don't close until about nine, 10. And, you know, people do get hungry. Would you like to be here permanently? And I thought that was the most exciting part to be, you know, be a part of. I immediately said, yes. So that's my location now so i love it there there's days like i said there's slow days and then there's really good days it's all back to the same you know love doing what i do love feeding new people love hearing all the good reviews that everybody likes the food so i'm happy wow that's cool yeah shout out to persuasion for allowing y'all to to be there that's that's a really neat thing for them to to do right because it's like you know they're already drinking there they get oh, hungry yeah. and you know it, it's good to have that option to have some food there and not only that right but being in downtown people yes. are getting out of events you're like in a in a prime spot yeah even though before that i did try getting into grubhub but mm-hmm. they they they're full so i, I want to talk about like future plans for the business uh, what are some things that you could talk about that you might have going on me during the year like events or different other menu items potentially the events that i know of is i actually got invited back to taco fest taco fest is huge my first time going was last year i went with my canopy and my grill that was a crazy crazy day i actually had uh two girls that were gonna go with me none of them showed up Thankfully, I had my daughter go with me. She was going to go just to go, you know, just to sit down and watch. She ended up having to help me because it was just me and her. She hated it, but I, she was able to see, you know, that was the first time ever, I believe. It was the first time ever she went to go and help me. So she was able to see how hard, you know, I worked and the amount of people. I don't know if you've seen on my page, I took a picture and it's uh, my canopy. Actually, uh, Betsy's Aguas is another vendor. She was there too. She took a picture of me, um, my canopy, and huge line, huge line. Everybody had huge lines, but I was making sure I was fast enough. It was my first time ever. I took two full pots. Uh, I was the second person to sell out. And it was a really good event, really good event. Uh, this year, I'm going to go with my taco truck. Uh, actually, I don't even know. 
I don't know if I'm going to go with my taco truck or my canopy and grill because uh, taco truck seems uh, hidden and I want to interact and them to be able to see. I kind of I, I'm kind of thinking of doing the whole canopy and grill again, but I will be more prepared this time. <laughs> it, it was a really good event. And I will also have more people helping me <laughs> for sure. <laughs> And maybe some backups in case you're like, hey, just in case you can. <laughs> yes, that too. I'm going to have, I want to say probably about four, four girls with me to help me out because that day was hectic and it was only just me and my daughter and everybody was seeing that too. And we're like telling me and my daughter, like, it's okay. We're here. We're still waiting, which I appreciated, but I was sweating. I was like, I felt so bad for my daughter because I'm like, I would tell her. Or she would tell me, oh, two tacos, three tacos, <laughs> a ramen, a grilled cheese, a this. And once I was done with it, I would give it to her. And then I was like, okay, they're ready. And then she'll turn around. She'll be like, I don't know who this belonged to. And I'll be like, what? What do you mean you don't know? I mean, I know they ordered it, but I don't know. I don't recognize their faces. So, you know, it, it was getting frustrating, but we made it through. We pulled it off and I'm excited that the one who hosts the Taco Fest, uh, I want to say his name's Daryl. I don't know his last name. I know it's with a W, but he hosts it. He invited me back. I don't know if he set it out to the public on the date yet. I'm not sure if I can say it, but it's uh, somewhere in the end of April. Oh, okay. Well, I'll try to, you know, get get him on on here so we could talk more about it and, and and buy more people i heard about it just i think last year i don't know if it was the first time that they mm-hmm. done it right and i couldn't it was go- their first time back since covid oh okay. so yes so uh this time i'm i'm getting prepared as of now mentally and everything <laughs> that day i'm telling you it was hectic there was even people waiting uh at another food stand um for just two tacos, the asada, they said that they told them it was going to be about an hour wait. And I'm like, damn. Oh. Because I was, I was ready. And they had a lot of people. They had a lot of people helping them. And I think that's one thing that I I challenged myself to is uh, I did not look up. I was just looking at my grill and just flipping tacos. And I didn't even want to look up because that would give me anxiety and seeing how many people were waiting. And I just wanted to, like, here, serve them and get them out. Because that's what I was used to, like, okay, the lines are going to get shorter. But no, the line was, like, staying the same because the more people that would get their order, more people would line up. So I was just like, no quiero ver, no quiero ver. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I I can't imagine, you know, just seeing all that and and the crowds that probably go to it, too. And I'm glad, you know, if it is in April, hopefully we have good weather. I I know it, well, I shouldn't say it's not going to be real hot because we know... That could happen <laughs> any minute, no, right? April, April, I know it's called like April showers. The, actually, I remember that day at the Taco Fest, um, my canopy was kind of blowing away because it was windy. Oh. Wow. So actually, now that I think, maybe I should just take the taco truck. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have uh, my canopy flying or anything. Well, you, you just keep adding to the like, you know, like struggle that it was that day, right? Like just you cooking and you're like the wind. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> wow. And I did not, I, I'm telling you, I wasn't really prepared because I didn't have weights to hold it down either. That's oh. my mistake. Oh, that's, well. <laughs> yes. But I, I don't know what, what this year brings. Maybe the taco truck or maybe just a plain old canopy and grill. But that's one big event that I know is coming up. 
other than that, still at a persuasion. And then I do pop-ups here and there, like Fridays uh, or Sundays. I know um, it's one of my friends. Her name's Maxine. She holds a, a lot of pop-up events, but I'm not sure what, what day. Because I know she switches it around Fridays and Sundays, but it's a um, friendly event center on Instagram. She hosts a lot of good pop-ups. A lot of people do go there, too. Nice. Well, uh, I'm glad that, you know, they're doing that. That Taco Fest is a thing that they do in town. And, you know, let's let's get more of those things going on. Maybe a Taco Fest could do like some sort of like taco war playoff with Birria. I'm just saying that would be good, right? Like do that. Right. I should message him and let him know about you so you could have him on here. He could (laughs) let dish it all out. (laughs) I'm going to give him a lot of ideas with that, too. Right. uh, no, it's it's really good that that they do that too, and you know, I, I, everyone loves tacos. Who doesn't, right? It's an yeah, everyone's like list of like favorite foods. So it's it's good that you know you, you're able to participate in that, and you know, I'm looking forward to hopefully being able to attend, depending what <laughs> what day it'll be. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But for right now, the menu though that I have is just those three that are mainly. But I, I actually did bring one more. Uh, onto the truck that I have like on the window of my truck, which is the jumbo birria quesadilla, which is ba- it's like a 14 inch tortilla. It's huge. Ooh, it's huge. <laughs> so those actually sell pretty good. I only take one, which only holds, I want to say about 15 tortillas. That lasts me quite a bit because like, I'm, like I said, like the main three items are the ones that sell, but I always have those as backup. Wow, that that's, that sounds really good, and it sounds like a full like lunch menu. <laughs> oh yeah, thing. even people when they when they order the quesadillado, it's like the, when I say jumbo, it, it's huge. Like when they get it on their plate and they get it, they're like they go like this because of how heavy <laughs> the plate is. And I serve it with a consomme, a big size consomme, like an eight ounce. So that oh. one's yes. Wow, that's the family size version of the. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's that's cool. Well. Last thing uh, before I let you go, um, go ahead and like name off any like social media that people can follow TikTok as well. If you'd like, um, where, where can people follow uh, Romero's Cocina? Oh, I don't have a, a Romero's Cocina TikTok just yet, oh, but okay. I do have uh, an Instagram, Romero's Cocina and Facebook. That's basically those two main ones. Can, can people order through like DoorDash or like any of those services or? No. Okay. I've tried doing it, but it it takes me through so many steps, and I'm like, you know what? They can just either DM me, text me, or call me. <laughs> so I always put it on there, like on my Instagram and on my Facebook. My phone number is on there. Uh, I've actually had a lot of a lot of people text me their orders and hardly ever call. Which sometimes I always tell them to, like, if you guys call and I don't answer, just text me your orders because that means I'm busy um, cooking. So a lot of people do text in their orders. More than the DM or phone calls. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, that's that's good. That's another way to to, to get quick orders and, and kind of start and, prepping now. Yes, and I'm very responsive. Very fast at responding. I'll be like, yeah, what time do you want it for? Do you want any cilantro cebolla salsa in it? Do you want it on the side? Like, I'm very fast at responding to any of the texts when it comes down to ordering. Because I'm right there to serve you guys, serve everybody up, to try the food. I try not to let a customer down. That's cool. That's what we talked about earlier, right? It's the, yeah. the little things that make such a big impact. And 
you know not a lot of people do so it's like if you do that you're going to stand out from from what we've seen right i mean you we talked about some yes. <laughs> stories earlier on that cool well liz thank you so much for being on the show tonight it was really great you know best of luck with taco fest and with everything else in the business and i told you i'll, I'll do my best to stop by one of these weeks uh hopefully when it's not like crazy raining out there <laughs> or the wind right and stop by and you know go order something and bring some uh, stickers over your way yes thank you so much for having me and big shout out to marlene for recommending me thank you yeah. so much yeah th definitely shout out to her i mean she was in just the last episode this happened like so quick and i really appreciate like the the quickness of like <laughs> being interested in being on that was really that was really cool yes thank you so much for this opportunity Once again, thank you so much to Liz Romero for being on the show tonight. Really inspirational story of how this business got started. And I'm really happy to see it grow and continue. And I'm, I'm really glad that Persuasion Brewery actually gave them the opportunity to be there permanently. And, you know, big shout out to them. Uh, if you want to go check them out, they are on 7th Street, 501 7th Street in Modesto, downtown. Go check them out. They're there pretty much the whole week uh, with the exception of just a couple of days. Uh, but be sure to follow Romero's Cocina, Romero's Cocina on Instagram to find out uh, dates, times when uh, they are there and whatnot. And also for new menu offerings. And like I mentioned earlier, you follow them, you're going to get hungry. I mean, they do a really good job with the videos that they post and with the specials that they have as well. So go try them out. I'm going to be actually uh, checking them out here shortly. But if you're in Modesto, if you're outside of Modesto, if you're coming from other places around the 209, or maybe you're going north to Sacramento, and you want to stop by get some food, it's really conveniently located. I mean, 7th Street, it's right off the freeway, right before you get to the railroad tracks in downtown Modesto. So pretty good spot for anyone coming down 99, whether you're going north or south. Uh, to get some really great food. So check them out. And also, again, shout out to Marlene Dolores from the last episode, episode 21. And if you haven't checked that episode out, go back in the playlist and listen to that episode as well. But shout out to her for inviting Liz to be here on the show. I really appreciate that. I know I mentioned YouTube in the last episode. I am working to creating a YouTube channel. And my plan initially for anyone who doesn't want to listen on the app, or maybe this is the last month that you're paying for Spotify, you don't want to pay for it anymore, and YouTube is the thing, and you listen to your music there and whatnot, I want to make sure that the episodes are available on there as well. So I am going to be uploading every episode from the beginning of the podcast on there as well. And my plan is to upload an episode on there anytime it gets uploaded to the podcast platforms. So you also have that option if you want to listen to it on there. So be on the lookout. I'll mention it on the socials once the channel is up. And once uh, every video is posted, I'll also be sharing them on uh, the stories on the socials. So check that out. There's a lot of great episodes. Thank you so much to everyone for listening to the show. And anyone who has followed the social media pages and interacted with the post with a like, comment who listens to the show. I see the listen count go up every day and I really appreciate it. 
means a lot to me and it only motivates me to continue to do more for the show. And I have a lot of ideas, lots of things going on, and I hope to make a lot of them a reality this year. And with your support, you're only motivating me to grow the show that much more. And it really makes me happy to be able to bring different stories of the 209 to everyone and be able to highlight anything going on. And I'll be doing more with that, more with events, taking you all out there so you can see events going on here in the 209 through live shows, through podcast interviews. So this is a great time to subscribe to the show and find out everything that will be happening this year on the 209 Journey Podcast. And with that being said, everyone, have a great day or night whenever you might be listening to the show. And you'll hear me next week here on the 209 Journey Podcast.